I'm Yasi Salek, and I'm the host of Bandsplain, a show where we explain cult bands and iconic artists by going deep into their histories and discographies. We're back with a brand new season at our brand new home, the Ringer Podcast Network, tackling a whole new batch of artists, from grunge gods to power pop pioneers to new metal legends, and many, many more. Listen to new episodes every Thursday, only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by the new season of Love Island USA, only on Peacock. We got a text. On June 11th, the one and the only Ariana Maddox is hosting a new season of Love Island USA on Peacock. With a new villa, new bombshells, and drama on the daily, this is summer appointment viewing at its finest. Oh, and of course, Scottish sweetie Ian Sterling is on the mic to narrate every moment of the fun. Love Island USA starts Tuesday, June 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern with new episodes six days a week exclusively on Peacock. Visit PeacockTV.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwa. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are checking in with, don't worry, we're talking about the Try Guys scandal, <laughs> uh, Scooby-Doo, and Celebrity Jeopardy. Wow. What a range. Oh, wow. Okay. Let us check in with some very messy relationship news Kate, you have the floor. Okay. I know the Try Guys are important to a lot of people in our age range. Um, I Just a disclaimer that no one on this podcast was particularly invested in them. I personally have never consumed their content until this week. So mm-hmm. I'm going to break this down. Thank you. I've done a service. lot of learning myself. So, uh, you know, I, I hope it's not too boring. All right. If you're online, you've probably heard about the Try Guys drama this week. Now, if you don't know who the Try Guys are, as I had a vague understanding of, they are YouTubers, former BuzzFeeders, kind of from like the heyday of BuzzFeed. Yeah. The heyday so, when everyone was on it in like yes. 2015. And they were like, it was maybe? chaotic and a big deal. 2012. And 2014 was when they like really made it big. They left mm-hmm. and formed their own independent channel in 2018, have just been churning out content in the years since. 
And their whole thing is they try things. So obviously it's more complicated than that. They like, you know, have these personas and like they're supposed to be fun and you get to know them. But it's like, you know, they do everything from they try the whole Cheesecake Factory menu to like I think their Mm -hmm. most recent video was like the Try Guys try to get their bones cracked and like they like went to a chiropractor or something. So like they have an expert come in, show them how to do something. They try to do it themselves. They're like, you know, wacky and fun to watch. So (laughs) great. Part of this also is they, you know, are celebrities in their own right, but they also, you know, try to have this kind of like authentic, you know, vibe and and people feel like they know them, which means they also feel like they know their partners who are also totally. sort of tangentially famous. They have a podcast called The Tri Wives, uh, and this includes three of the wives and then Matt McLean, who is a uh, partner to Eugene, Yang, excuse me, Eugene Lee Yang. I should say their names. The Tri Guys are Keith Habersberger, Ned Fulmer, Eugene Lee Yang, and Zach Kornfeld. And their partners, you know, have this sort of adjacent fame. The so, Try Wives? I did not yeah. know about that yeah. part. Okay. So this is all very tied into each other. People feel like they know them. They're family friendly. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's all these feelings about them. Yeah. And this week, I basically want to explain why this was such a big deal to people who enjoy the mm-hmm. Try Guys. There's a Reddit for the Try Guys. And a user posted last week Mm. about Ned Fulmer being spotted hooking up with someone who was not his wife in New York. And also Alex, who is, they call her like the food baby. She also is like a part of their content. She's not a try wife. She's just like works for them and is an employee and is in a lot of their content. But does she do food videos or am I just making? She does a lot of other stuff, but then she also does like her own food videos mm. kind of under their banner. Right. So this Reddit user who is now alleged to be Alex's ex-fiance. <gasps> mm. uh, of, of 10 years, right? Not confirmed, right? but people are pretty sure that this is the person who posted, basically saying oh. they're cheating. Like they're together. They're having an affair. I saw mm. them in New York. You know, people mm. saw them in New York. People saw them here or whatever. So it got deleted and Reddit is confusing to me. So like this, this part of it is kind of murky. However, this sparked Redditors, the most terrifying category of humans, in my understanding, to investigate online. And they started noticing that Ned had been edited out of videos, that people had unfollowed each other, that there were all these awkward spaces, like they'd removed him from title cards and basically had like pulled him out of content that he had previously Mm. been a part of. So people are like, what's going on? Seems like he's cheating with Alex. Someone else said that they saw them together at a Harry Styles concert in September. <laughs> fucking Harry Styles, always uh, at the scene of the crime. Huge he cannot, news. He cannot escape. Uh, How does it feel to be a Harry Styles fan in these trying it's times? Exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. It's exhausting. I'm I have so to sorry. Okay. And we're going to circle the root of so many issues. I mean, he's got to like take a vacation. Uh, mm-hmm. What's also funny to me is like, you know, the Try Guys you know, demographic and the Harry Styles fan demographic. Like, how do they go to a Harry Styles concert and not think they're going to be recognized? Mm. You know, I am like, you know that there are people there who watch the Anyway, they went there together, supposedly. They were seen by several people. This rumor really picked up steam earlier this week. And this happened fast, which is like how you know that like they come from like just an incredibly online like community group of people. I mean, it took hours for them to kick him out of the group. They released a statement. They were like, we've, we've had an internal investigation. He's not moving forward with the Try Guys. And like, again, this is like, people started tweeting about it. Hours later, he was out. 
I'm like this, yeah. they are online. They're watching all this happen. And they're like, we have to take action, which I think is also why it was such a big thing because there were updates and there were like changes within the 12 hour period. This all happened. Yeah. Um, then Ned released a statement. He <laughs> said he apologized for a consensual workplace relationship, which I'm like, okay, it also was an affair, but all right. Uh, and he and added also, that he's in the position of power here. Like, yeah, I, right. like yeah. he's it's, just trying yeah. to mitigate it's a lot of things. He is a right. shy guy. Yeah. <laughs> so people very, very quickly picked up on that. We're like, the wording here is interesting. Yeah. Um, but basically he's like, family should have always been my priority. Also, he specifically is like the wife guy. Yeah. Supposedly like a lot of his appeal with the group is like, they have a whole running joke about how he says my wife all the time. They have it on merch. Like Wait. my wife, because he says yeah. it in like a really specific way. Have he has it in his Instagram bio. Yes, Amelia, say yes. it. Amelia, or, say it. There's a TikTok, or there's like been a ton of TikToks of, of course, just like yeah. a compilation of him being like, my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife, right. my it wife. It was like his thing. And like oh, he built his God. brand on this. I was going to say, there's also TikToks of him and his wife doing like seminars on college yes, campuses. I was getting to that. <laughs> okay, yes. go ahead. Go ahead. So in a minute, I have the highlight section. Okay, great. <laughs> Good. Thank so, you. Uh, his wife then also released a statement. And again, rumor is, and there are a lot of rumors going around because mm-hmm. there are a lot of former and current BuzzFeed staffers who are the most online people you'll ever meet. And they're having Ooh. a heyday and they're tweeting Ooh. about this a lot. And so the rumors are that this is not new. This oh. relationship might be, but this trait of his is not new. And also oh. that his wife was aware. Oh. And so oh. Ariel, his oh. wife, released a statement. Basically, with the underlying tone of like, we will be moving forward as a family, like, like get over it a little bit. Right. Like she said, you know, oh. nothing is more important to us than our family. Please respect our privacy for the sake of our kids. Like, again, like, obviously, you know, I don't want to paint her as like part of this because, you know, it's very much him that has done this and it was shitty in every way. Yeah. But there is a little bit of a, a theory that it's like she did. She was generally aware of this uh, Got it. happening. So... Yes. So the highlights of this and the reason this has been just so blew up so fast was one, because of all the BuzzFeed staffers and all the people online being like, well, I'm not surprised and being like, oh, and kind of like going back to like the BuzzFeed heyday and how chaotic it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Again, people going back through old videos. He also there also is a TikTok going around where like they keep calling him a cheater in like different games, you know, and they're like cheater, like Ned's a cheater. And like, yeah. And then there is a tweet. There have been several tweets and TikToks about these panels that they have hosted. And the one really going around is from at Jade Fangs. And they said, hearing about the Try Guys drama where Ned cheated on his wife is absolutely insane, considering they literally hosted an ethics of healthy relationships panel at my university. And it shows these two pictures of them on a stage in blazers with this guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, tough. Tough. So I think the reason people care so much is because they had built this brand. He specifically built this brand so much about being a wife guy and having a healthy relationship with his wife and his family. And now it's become very apparent that that was not true. So uh, he's out. It's been, you know, the scandal of the week. I also think there's been a lot of like wife guy jokes because obviously this, they had the John Mulaney thing last year, another person who built his brand on loving his wife and then cheating on her allegedly. And then, you know, the Adam Levine thing, which was a little bit different, but also like he was on The Voice and he was kind of like to a certain segment of America, like this very family friendly, family oriented. And then there was that Maroon 5 music video. Remember when he he was like, look at my beautiful family. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's it it blew up more than it perhaps would have because it was like this ongoing trend of sure. 
you know, men are Wife trash. guys yeah. being like, I'm a um, cheat guy now. So that's the breakdown. And now I know more about the try guys than I ever did. And unfortunately, I probably will have to consume their content going forward because now I'm like kind <laughs> I'm of so embarrassed well, at you. I'm going to say, while we're recirculating old BuzzFeed things, can we bring back those tasty videos from like 2015? Those were oh, yeah. so Hell good. Yeah. I just looked them up. I, they are still churning out content like Tasty the brand, but I'm talking like old school tasty yeah. videos where they had like 17 layer nachos and things yeah. like oh, that. Like yeah. the cookie decorating or like yeah. the crazy cakes. And they looked I was really into those. Gross, but so good. Yeah. Anyway. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think well, we should bring that back. I agree. Thank you for your service because yeah. that's this is we did get a lot of DMs of people being like, who who are these guys and what's going on? Because I think it's a they, weird people were like, oh, Gen Z. It's like, you know, John Mulaney was for Gen the millennials. Z, Try Guys is for Gen Z. I'm like, no, this is like our this is like, yeah, this is millennials our age group for, for sure. sure. It this, just was like a category of people that were like, you know, we've never been big YouTube people. Well, to that's some the degree. thing. So I that's, think I think why. Yeah, if you live us. on a certain part of the internet, which is like yeah. if you were really into BuzzFeed at a time and yeah. you and you like watching these YouTube videos. Personally, I, you know, I have respect for people who love the Try Guys videos. I'm more of a like Trisha Paytas. Yes, we know. <laughs> sitting on her kitchen floor eating a family enough. size. Yeah, yeah, they're not chaotic enough for yeah. me. So, but I understand how <laughs> people can have these you know, ideals of someone who's like, I yeah. love my wife. And then it's like, oh, wait, I'm cheating on her. And then to yeah. do it out in the open, the way in which... Shameless. I, how dumb do you Absolutely have to be? Shameless. I don't get that. Yeah. I don't get it. That's uh, wild. Am- Amelia, off mic, we have to... Because this is your corner of the internet. I just saw Jeffree Star's kind of rebrand and I want to talk to you about it. He's like... Oh my God. Oh Speaking of chaotic YouTubers. Anyway. <laughs> That's true. Okay. That's true. God. All right, Shockingly, we have, yeah, we have more relationships. More relationships. We do. <laughs> All right, yeah. Amelia, go ahead. So, Keenan Thompson, who I love. I love Keenan. I think he's so yeah. funny. Yeah, he's been an SNL cast member forever. Um, and it was revealed that his SNL co-star for a while, Chris Red, is dating Christina Evangeline, who is the estranged wife of Keenan. I not believe it. There's like pictures of them in a hotel lobby, just arms outstretched I don't it's just how did, how did they meet like how, what is going on here it's how did they get SNL to SNL after parties shit goes down I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you that was where You're Pete so Davidson right. was finding his victims and Chris Red was probably like I can do this too but with my Damn. co-workers but wife. with Keenan yeah. Thompson's wife that is exactly and people love so. Keenan Thompson he's so beloved yeah. yes I'm like I just Me immediately too. dislike Chris Red on principle after this Right? Yeah, exactly. So team team Keenan. Tea time Always. is team Keenan. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, also, I just want to squeeze in really, really quick because this is like a a basketball company, essentially. Um, but freaking Ime Udoka of the Boston Celtics had an alleged affair. And that's not good because his longtime girlfriend is Nia Long and she is a beautiful, talented actress. Oh, so once yeah. again, men just... I know. It's Screwing been up. That, I know. Been that kind of month. Yeah. Especially with like employees of theirs or people they're employed with. Yeah. It's just like, yikes. Don't yeah. like, do a that. Big, a big alleged yikes on this whole category. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like, it's, if you're in a position of power here, which, know. you know, both of these guys have been in, don't do it. Don't yeah. cheat. And also don't do it with someone who's like below you, who's employed for you. Like, that's just, it's yeah. not good. It's 101. Yeah. It is. You would think. It really is. Um, right. We have two more pieces of messy relationship news. The 
first one is um, Haley Bieber went on Call Her Daddy and it was hyped up to the nines. It finally came out yesterday. I watched parts. I also read, you know, what I needed to read about it. And, Thank you. You know, Haley Bieber is <laughs> Haley Bieber. She doesn't <laughs> give us a whole lot even yeah. when this was hyped up to be like, going to be the truth about the timeline of, you know, her, Justin and Selena Gomez. There's going to be the truth about their communication and all the hate she gets online from Selena fans or the two people that ship them together, whatever. Jelena fans, I think they call themselves online. But there was not as much juicy info as I wanted or expected. It's pretty much like, of course, how she would never say anything different, but like everything was separate. They completely ended, Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber ended things in May, 2018. And then she and Justin Bieber got engaged in September, 2018. So she was like, it's a quick timeline. Everything was completely separate and, you know, cut off and everyone was moving on to the next chapter, et cetera. There was no real, even though the teaser was like, I've never talked about this. This is what happened, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then it turned out to be really nothing. Nothing, but she, you know, talks about the hate she gets online and she also, you know, because of the nature of the podcast, they talked about sex a little bit, which I honestly felt like was the worst part of the pod. Like, I don't need to know. (laughs) That's shocking for you, Liz Kelly. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, more like, that's not like Hayley Bieber's brand and it's not like to come out of nowhere and start talking about this really graphic stuff felt so odd for her. But anyway, it happened. And the only thing I'm going to say is that if we're going to, give as much attention to this interview on a podcast. We have all, I'm talking to you, page six, give as much attention to the Selena Gomez documentary that's coming out in November that she has spent six years making. Apparently it's not going to touch on a lot of this stuff, obviously, because shockingly, Selena Gomez has had a lot of other stuff in her life happen outside of this one random teenage relationship of hers. But Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, everybody's got to focus up the timing is interesting. Haley Bieber doesn't do a lot of interviews. This comes out mm. in advance of the doc. I'm just going to say, let's all watch that. It's streaming on Apple TV Plus November. Oh, yeah. We okay. have to cover that for sure. Also, I have to for say, sure. uh, last week I complained about, you know, I wanted a fun TV show to watch and a bunch of people said I should watch Only Murders in the Building. So I watched the first couple episodes. Selena Gomez, one of our better, like, pop star to actor. Thank you. Pipelines. Yes. Listen, she's not trying to win an Oscar, but she's no. out here and she's good and she's having fun and she's on a successful TV show and she's great. Exactly. So, she's a lot going on. That is my segue to Harry Styles, who has to stop acting. Oh. Um, <laughs> I went to see Don't Worry Darling this weekend. Jam Session also did a big breakdown of this. It's I'm not going to go too deep. I'm not going to spoil anything significant, but I do want to say the first hour I was like, I am sitting here watching a beautiful, like, you know, vintage world in which people are wearing beautiful clothes. Harry Styles is making out and having sex with Florence Pugh repeatedly. Mm. And like, this is for me. I was like, I'm, I'm having a great time actually for like the first hour. I was like, listen, I'm being catered to in so many different ways that I, it's almost egregious, which is how I felt when this trailer and this movie first came out. I was like, this is for me now. The last half hour, that absolutely all fell apart. One of the worst endings to a movie I've ever seen. Absolutely terrible. In the first half of this movie, I was like, why was everyone talking so much about Harry Styles? Because he's like barely significant to this movie at all. Mm -hmm. Like Chris Pine has more lines in the first two thirds of the movie than Harry. 
mild little tiny spoiler, Harry becomes much more significant at the end, mm. uh, in which it becomes quite clear that I think he should just go back to singing. <laughs> oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. What it's was just his not, accent? It's just his accent. It's oh. I think people oh. just don't. It's just a Northern English accent. I think that was like my one thing where I was like, there's enough to rag on him about in this movie. We don't need to get into the accent. Like, it's just his accent. He's just a oh. bad actor is the thing. With love, affectionately. He's a bad mm. actor. But the accent is just All his. Right. I think it's confusing because he is one of those people who's lived in America for so long that he's kind of losing his accent. So then I think when it sounds less English, it's just because like that's how he talks. That's like, like people, Bobby Brown. Yeah, people <laughs> really got into this um, when he did his like interview with Zach. What's his face for Apple Music before um, his? Lowe. Yeah, his album came out. Not Zach Lowe. That's the basketball guy. Oh. Zach, who's the Apple Music guy? Zane Lowe. Zane Lowe. There we go. We combined them. We combined them. Anyway, people, that was, there was like a clip of him going around where people were like, what is his accent? And he just is like losing it. So I think that was probably what people were targeting certain words in the movie. Mm. But I'm like, it's just how he talks. But yeah, not, not great. I will say whenever it hits streaming, get a bottle of wine, get some friends and like watch it and make fun of it. Cause I think it's a great movie for that kind of thing. And Florence, Florence does a great job and people wear great outfits and Chris Pine is hot. So, but the ending was very, very bad. Okay. That's my, that's my review. Great. All right. Let's move on to Not Worth the Tea and this week in social media. Amelia, go ahead. Rihanna announced that she will be playing the Super Bowl halftime show. I think she announced it over the weekend. She had like uh, a picture of her arm holding a football mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god this is so exciting because <laughs> there were rumors that it was going to be Taylor Swift but I guess Taylor Swift was like I'm not diluting my brand for this which honestly mm. good for her yeah you know good job Taylor don't <laughs> dilute your brand you are better than the NFL um but you know what? I'm so happy that Rihanna, not to say that Rihanna <laughs> is isn't better than the NFL. No, I'm sorry. The exact same train of thought. I was like, good. <laughs> Everyone turn him down. And then Rihanna did it. And I was like, shit. And then I was like, fuck, I'm going to watch the hell out of this. <laughs> no, see, they got you and me and everyone. I and I hope they're paying her just millions, yes. millions. Yeah. Um, so I can say the consensus here is we will be tuning in, right? Yeah. We will yeah. be tuning in. Absolutely. I even went back and like watched some old Rihanna like <laughs> like performances I'm from so award excited. shows. It's, it's been, been so, so I've been long. watching her paparazzi around and her businesses and yeah. she's doing fucking awesome. But like, I'm so excited. I'm so Me excited. too. Her form. And it's going to be right. so over the top. And like, yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Like, that was me too. I was like, shit. <laughs> and then I was like, oh. Because there were also like quotes of her in the past being like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to support them and what they stand for. Right. And even then I was like, oh, I'm so glad it's her though. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, I know. Yeah. That's how we I, feel. I am a little bit like, you can't like, you know, release an album or something. No. Okay. That's fine. Maybe she will. Um, maybe. But maybe, you know, yeah. Beyonce did the Super Bowl like right after formation. That's like, true. But she did like the pre-release single and then. Super Bowl and then, and was then like, released mm, her album. Guess what? So maybe, yeah. maybe this is part of the release plan. Maybe it is. I, you know what? I like your optimism. Um, <laughs> I also think, I was thinking about this because usually these Super Bowl people have guests. Even if they're mm. huge, huge stars, they always yeah. have guests. Yeah. Who should be her guest? Who should be Rihanna's guest? Um, or Except guest. Rocky. 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 Come out yeah. Oh, baby. that's good. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yeah. Do the um, little Michael Jackson blanket. Like, ah. 
She I probably won't bring out Eminem. I was trying to think of collaborators. Oh. He was just oh, yeah, there. That's smart. Mm. That's smart. So, but what is he won't. doing? Like, he's owning a restaurant in Detroit. That's it. So, like, um, he has time. She could do her Calvin Harris song. She, oh, which was actually fun. written by Taylor Swift. So, oh, you know. so Taylor um, Swift would be like, "Hi, who are her other collaborators?" She doesn't do that many collabs. You know, she had a song that was actually Britney Spears' song called S and M that they. Oh yeah. Sh- and that, I really like that song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made so many great songs. She doesn't need anyone to come out, but I agree that they I probably know. will. They'll bring yeah. someone out. Maybe she'll release a song with someone else. Oh, and then cool. that will be who comes out. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm excited. I am. Me too. Okay. It's complete pivot, different brand of celebrity, but something That's that came okay. out this week and is really making the rounds on social media is Emma Chamberlain's Architectural Digest profile on her new Beverly Hills home that she bought last year for $4.3 million. She completely renovated it. And the pictures are here. And it is really fun and very Emma Chamberlain. She's 21 YouTuber. Everyone knows her. I don't know why, but just in case um, you didn't. And her whole brand is like a little chaotic, very uh, personable, quirky, just herself, mm. authentic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Her home mm-hmm. is a reflection of that. It is very much like I'm 21 years old and have so much money and I'm really fun and stylish and like this and not afraid of color. And this is it. Yes. Um, it's beautiful. You should look for yourself. I particularly really like the kitchen, which yes. is this beautiful seafoam green. Mm-hmm. But you know what? And I agree with this. A lot of people were noticing because her brand is so authentic. A lot of her videos are like sitting in her car, her just chatting, which is what makes her good. Mm-hmm. You really forget how rich she really is. She has a chandelier that's just in in one of her living rooms. That's great almost $32,000. What? And you're like, oh. Wow. We are not the same. We are not. Wow. She is not my friend. And I am not Emma Chamberlain. Um, <laughs> she is not my friend. <laughs> and so it really humbles you because obviously yeah. they cite a lot of these beautiful pieces that are in her home. And, you know, it's awesome, but it's not for me or you anyway. <laughs> so, yes. Um, anyway, it's beautiful to look at. And, it is a really good uh, one. Yeah. Just good. Yeah. Good to browse. <laughs> it's anyway, next yeah. one, Amelia. Yeah. I always forget how much I love browsing AD. I know. know, It's so good. So pleasing. Yeah, it really is. Um, This is this will be quick, but Kanye West (laughs) is back here on Instagram. He's always like posting stories and then deleting his posts and whatever. And this time this he made headlines again because he was like, in all caps, he wrote, London, I know how you feel. I lost my queen, too. Allegedly in reference to Kim. That's funny. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like he understands <laughs> really good people joke. of the British Empire everywhere. Okay. Because they lost uh, their queen. He too uh, has lost uh, his. So just the way in which he like, he lives on a different planet. And and honestly, I'm not saying it's always a good planet to live right, on. Right. Or a stable planet. No. Yeah. But sometimes and it's a lot of the time. It's an entertaining, yeah. very funny planet. Yeah. So. I'm happy yeah. you put this yeah. in there. Thank you, Amelia. Yay, big time. Last one. All right. Last one this week. We complained a lot. The world complained a lot when Kim Kardashian wore mm. and damaged Marilyn Monroe's dress <laughs> to the Met Gala. Yikes. However, she has a new challenger, and that's Lizzo, who has played James Madison's 200-year-old crystal flute 
at her concert in DC yesterday. Now, this has really blown up. People are people. I say people. Republicans are very angry about this. Something that they did not know existed until yesterday because they're like, she's damaging history because they just don't like Lizzo. But Lizzo was invited to the Library of Congress. Uh, She got tweeted at by Librarian of Congress, Carla Hayden. And she was like, come see the world's largest flute collection at the Library of Congress. Play a couple when you're in D.C. Lizzo responds. She's like, I'm coming, Carla. So she went to the Library of Congress. She this flute has never been played before. It was like a gift that was made for James Madison uh, Hmm. in 1813. And she practiced on it at the Library of Congress. And then she played it, brought it out at a concert. There were like handlers on stage watching and protecting it. Okay. She like brings it out. She's like, this is really hard to play. It's like playing on a wine glass. It's like clear, like it's made of crystal. Again, 200 years old has never been played. Did like a little like (laughs) thing on it. Like did her little twerking as she does. And she goes, bitch, I just twerked and played James Madison's crystal fruit from the 1800s. We just made history tonight. She was like, history is freaking cool. So she like did this whole thing like with the Library of Congress. That's awesome. Uh, I hadn't heard about this until you just told me now. (laughs) This is so cool. So cool. So fun. The flute made it back safely. She did not damage it. It's fine. I I was like, Kim, take notes. And yeah, I just thought it was really fun. I was like, what a fun thing to do, like specifically in D.C. Like who else is going to play a flute on stage? Like there's such a difference between Kim Kardashian wearing that fucking dress and Lizzo, who's classically trained flutist and is very, very talented at the flute, playing the flute. Exactly. And being that like, flute's lucky. Oh my right. god! <laughs> I know. No one's ever heard it before. You know, it's like might as well. It's never right. been played. Like let's let again. Like this classically trained flautist come out totally. and play this flute. Wait, I this thought it was is great. such cool news. Oh my it god! It is cool I news. It's, it's, yeah, it's all over social media. People are being very mean to her about it because, of course, oh they are. Oh fuck off! But it was. <laughs> she is like having the best time. It's been great. There are a lot of memes because, again, people are like. Oh, let me just get mad about this thing that I didn't know existed until two seconds ago. No mm. one was playing that flute. It's fine. There were also yeah. some, uh, I enjoyed the national treasure memes where it's the picture of Nicholas Cage and he's like, <laughs> we, we have to steal James Madison's 200 year old crystal flute. <laughs> they were like, you know, that shit opens something. Which oh my you know God. That's so funny. Um, that yeah. is super cool. Good Great for stuff. her. That's Great awesome. Stuff. Also, yeah. there's a big difference between like a Ripley's Believe It or Not being right. like, yes, take the dress and the yeah. National Library. The Library of Congress inviting exactly. her to play like, it. I know. Hello. Exactly. So she really corrected, corrected where Kim went wrong. Right. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. 
The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven, and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. All right, let's do cringe mode. We are, <laughs> it's the end of September. It's about to be the top of October. We're kicking off spooky season, as Kate calls it, and we're cringing Scooby-Doo from 2002. Guys, it's been 20 years since this movie. It was 20 years wow. in June. But this listen, October, we do a lot of Halloween movies. We usually do like exclusively fall Halloween movies. And I got to mm-hmm. come up with some non-scary ones where I can. Yeah. Okay, so Honestly, this is my attempt it. at doing that. <laughs> um, and this movie starts out with uh, Mystery Incorporated. Uh, it's like live action plus CGI. It's the one mm-hmm. you'll probably have seen. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Freddie Prince Jr., uh, Matthew Lillard. Oh my God, what's her name? Linda, Linda Cardellini. Cardellini. Thank you. And starts out with them solving, kind of in the middle of solving this freaky ghost mystery. They have a big fight when they're done. Uh, You know, the personalities are clashing. They've been together too long. And Mm -hmm. the Mystery Incorporated disbands. And Scooby and Shaggy, very sad. Um, Then we skip ahead two years. They get the band back together because they've been invited to solve a mystery on Spooky Island. And they've been invited by Mr. Bean, (laughs) who plays a character named Emil Mondavarius. And he thinks that the tourists on his island are being brainwashed. So basically, a bunch hmm. of freaky stuff happens. They all kind of go their separate ways and think they can solve the mystery on their own. Of course, they need the power of teamwork, but they don't know that at the beginning. Um, they all kind of have their own subplots. You know, Shaggy has a love interest. Isla Fisher, she's blonde. We'll talk about it. <laughs> um, ultimately, it turns out that, like, they think Mr. Bean is the bad guy. And then it turns out he's a robot that's being controlled by Scrappy-Doo, which is Scooby-Doo's nephew who the group <laughs> abandoned years ago. Scrappy Doo. <laughs> that was a twist. I can't. I, know. I was like, I was like, of course, Mr. Bean was, with the evil name is the bad guy. And then it was like, no, it's actually a double I was twist. Not expecting that. Yeah, me okay. either. It did get me. Um, <laughs> true. But he basically, he like invited them there because Scooby is like a pure soul and like he needed to sacrifice him. I don't know. Scrappy <laughs> turns into like a giant dog thing. They defeat him. There's some like body swapping and possession. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And anyway, the bad guys all get arrested and the gang lives happily ever after. So that's Great. the movie. Right. All good right. job. That was Thank good. <laughs> Let's do highlights. <laughs> Scooby-Doo theme song, all timer. It's been stuck in my head since I watched this. It'll be stuck in my head for days. Mm. Uh, I think it's a large part of why people still know about Scooby-Doo and think about mm. Scooby-Doo. Sure. Um, it's And they have a little updated remix, like kind of like an early 2000s <laughs> remix at the beginning of this movie. Uh, and it slaps. True. So that's a highlight. 
That's a good highlight. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of hard to find highlights. It was. It was. It was really hard. It was really hard. I only have one because I was like, I literally cannot think of anything it's else. really tough. Um, and I will say, you know what? I appreciate their commitment to the Scooby-Doo R speak mm. and actually giving him lines. I'm not saying it was good, but... They had a job to do and they fulfilled it. So it's true. Also, really quick side note, we forgot this mm-hmm. highlight. It's an hour and twenty six minutes long. So that's that's a that highlight. Counts. Always that's true. Anytime that's we get true. sub ninety minutes. That's um, true. In line with what Amelia said, I do think it works that they like didn't update it unnecessarily. Like they didn't update the character design. Even if they look silly, like they have the exact same wigs and hair and outfits yeah. as they do in the cartoon. It's um, true. Which I think is, you know, they committed. And yeah, that's Daphne's outfit like. was straight up really cute. Yeah. So, they, you know, Velma yeah. looks silly. No one looks yeah. like that or dresses like that. But like, that's how she looks in the cartoon. So that's how she <laughs> yeah. looks here. Mm-hmm. And the cast is just better than it needed to be. Wow. They yes. tried, you know, they did their best. Linda Cardellini, like, why are you here? You know, that's I don't, my don't need to be here. She's good. She's yeah. really good. And this yeah. and she has to, to say. say she has to say jinkies a lot. Oh. Oh, and yeah. that's tough, but she yeah. tries. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, love Sarah Michelle Geller, love Freddie Prince Jr. And our guy, Matthew Lillard, we'll talk about him later, but he's always great. Icon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good cast. Bad movie, but good cast. <laughs> yeah. Kate basically explained my two highlights. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to. It's, yeah, we can go to low lights. Um, All right. I think my low light was that I have never seen Scooby Doo. So I didn't know <laughs> oh, no. what the principle of this was. I thought the dog was solving the mysteries. And it actually, the movie starts with them having already solved a mystery and then breaking up. So like, I just really didn't understand what was context. going on. Mm. But I understand that I'm like, I probably am one of few people, like I think a lot of people have the recognition of Scooby-Doo and what it is. Mm-hmm. But little confusing jumping into this. I thought that do- Did you Scooby think it was like Do- Airbud? Like it was mostly yeah. him and then they yeah. were just like his handlers? Exactly. I thought okay. Scooby Doo was going to be more helpful in this and he wasn't. No. No. Yeah. So I wasn't never. That. Yeah. No. I'm okay. sorry. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Amelia? I just felt like this movie was attempting Josie and the Pussycats yes. or <laughs> maybe the Brady Bunch, those Brady Bunch films. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's I've like we've. Those. Yeah, we got like a revived series from like the 70s kind of and th- there's like a weird world takeover plot and it's very tongue in cheek. But for some reason, they did not give this film the full PG-13 vacation uh, that they gave mm-hmm. Josie and the Pussycats and the Brady Bunch. They, it was mm-hmm. solidly PG and and it just like that takes no offense to children, but like that takes the fun out of it. Just make full the offense. film for full offense okay, to children, full offense to kids. But it just like takes the fun out of it, you know. And you can't be yeah. as cheeky as you want it to be. Apparently, they. I'm looking at the development page on Wikipedia or section on Wikipedia, but they were saying that. Uh, James Gunn, the director, well, not yeah. the director of this film, but the like of uh, right. He wrote those, the film. Right. And he's, but he's the director of what's the space guardians of the galaxy. Thank you. Yes. He said that there was an R rated cut of Scooby-Doo and that this film was like originally not supposed to be PG. It was supposed to be an like more for adults. And so they took out a lot of the jokes and they left some of the, you know, double entendres and like Mm -hmm. the cheekiness of it, but they didn't, 
like it just like it, it was very much straddling a line yes. yeah and it was frustrating <laughs> yeah. yeah the tone is really confusing they yeah. took out a lot of stuff that like like you said would have like apparently there was like a makeout scene between Sarah Michelle Geller and Linda Cardellini like they're swapping bodies oh. and they like have to make out which I was like fucking 2002 um, <laughs> but uh yeah the tone is really confusing because you can tell they like add in some family-friendly stuff take out mm-hmm. a lot of the you know edgier stuff but then they right. do leave in some pretty adult jokes which like, like there are the ones mm-hmm. where like if you don't know then you don't know right right so, right, like, right, right, right right you know I yeah, totally. it is jarring though like when they come up it's like oh that is not for children um mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it makes for a strange tone throughout. Yeah, it's uh, just unfortunate. Low light for me. Listen, it's not a scary movie. However, it's scary adjacent. Like there are monsters, mm-hmm. there are some jump scares. So I do dislike it just on principle of having monsters. In I guess in sort of relation to that, this is kind of mean, but like just a really ugly movie. <laughs> there, it looks really bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it like even outside the CGI, which Amelia's about to get into, like every frame is very like yeah. gaudy and colorful, but like not really in a good totally. way. It's like mm-hmm. got all this really ugly set design and ugly costumes. And part of this again is just like being in 2002, but it just looks really bad. And my eyes just got really tired. Like the monsters, like were I even again outside the CGI, just like n- like not pleasant to look at and neither <laughs> mm-hmm. was any of the rooms they were in or anywhere. I'm like, you're on an yeah. island. You can't make this movie look a little bit better. Right. Um, right. Really ugly and hard right. to watch visually. It was. And you know what? It was hard to listen to because I know, <laughs> I know, I get it that I think the Scooby-Doo, that thing, that the voice is part of the franchise and that's like a core pillar of like the Scooby-Doo identity. Mm-hmm. But Oh my god! It was so annoying. I wanted to <laughs> rip my ears out of my head. Yeah, the I don't even know how to do it. Amelia, if you can, please step in. The like scoop, scoop. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't that even do it. Good. That was pretty good, you guys. Oh my god, it was yeah. horrible. I hated yeah. it. It was so annoying. But I understand Agreed. that like you can't take that away because. What is I know. what is Scooby Doo without that weird voice? Ooh, yeah, yeah. But also, also not. And on top of that, where they, I know, I just gave it a highlight that they stuck to the R yeah. stuff, but it was still anno- it was annoying. Like when he was yeah. like, and then and then Shaggy had to like decipher it for everyone, and it's just like, oh my, okay. It's like, what am I watching? This is so horrible. It's a low moment, a low moment for tea time. It was okay. So, what has aged the best and the worst to you guys? Worst, thank God they have updated the CGI because it is giving low budget children's film now available on <laughs> Paramount Plus. Okay, as someone who has heavily dug into the archives and, uh, and content, it's of not Paramount a tea Plus. time episode if Amelia doesn't bring up Paramount Plus. <laughs> I deserve free Paramount Plus from these people. I do. I've talked you about really it so do. much, um, but it's just like it's really jarring again the jarring <laughs> is the word for this film yeah and yeah it's just it's so obvious that it's like early cgi and it just looks so fake it's, it almost would have been better if they had just done animation instead of yeah. like this attempt looks at- like a ghost it's so, <laughs> so weird it's like he's not crazy. filled in all the way there's something no. faded about his <laughs> totally I think, and i i think i saw i didn't know if i saw it in theaters i would have been like seven or eight which would have been weird if I had gone to see this. But I remember watching this young 
Mm-hmm. And I knew it was bad. Like you <laughs> watching this were like, this is really bad CGI. I don't know that it was even like of the time. Like I think it just was really bad. <laughs> it was just really bad. Totally. Yeah. It's there uh, is a TikTok. Uh, I was looking this up when I was trying to find uh-huh. one of the ugly monsters. Okay. And there's a TikTok about like the behind the scenes of just the guy Uh-oh. in a green mask and like having to oh, no. act like Scooby-Doo is really bad and really funny. Oh, um, but yeah, that was... I mean, it's, you can't get past it. This it's uh, it's so full no. of CGI because it's so full of monsters, and mm-hmm. it just is so bad. It's bad. Yeah. Just a blanket note. This whole movie is about an island that they go to, and there's a lot of like spooky, stereotypical, island. you know, tiki voodoo depictions, uh, yeah. and just like overall, like almost too obvious to note, but like that didn't age well. Right. People who live mm-hmm. in Hawaii or wherever this is supposed to be, they don't do that. Best age, the best, and this is probably my overall highlight for this entire movie, yeah. uh, is the everlasting love between Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. They just celebrated yeah. their 20th wedding anniversary. We talked about it on this podcast, and they were engaged uh, mm. on while they were filming this movie. They have kind of like a kind of shoehorned in love plot, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I, I like to think yeah. they were like, can we make out in this movie? And they were like, sure. Well, um, apparently, they said Fred was supposed to be gay. It was like yeah, a and they cut that out. But he like still played him as gay, which you can kind of tell. Um, it's like just so I don't this know. Movie is again, yeah, a lot <laughs> of weird things at all turns. Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah, you know, this is the only thing about this movie that has aged well is their this love. Is a good highlight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aged the worst. Like I said, I watched this movie quite young. I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I do remember. Maybe did, you again, did. As you know, I did not watch very many movies when I was. I don't think. I maybe. I don't know. But I do vividly remember watching this and my dad having to explain to us the joke about when they introduce Isla Fisher's character and her name is Mary Jane and Shaggy goes, Mary Jane, that's my favorite name. <laughs> and I just vividly remember my dad trying to explain that to us. Uh, mm. And it was really awkward at the time because sure. I, I was like eight. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that didn't age well. That really came back to me when I saw that scene. I was like, oh, right. That that's was funny. an awkward right. moment. <laughs> Um, it's the best. I, 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 like I said, I thought this is a dog solving crimes, but it has a good visual identity. I, the, the outfits, the character, yeah. you know, like you if someone see dressed act, up as any of Halloween these people for Halloween, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. M- MVP. Yep. All right. We got go our guy, Matthew Lillard. Uh, woo, woo. rare is the cringe mode that features Matthew Lillard that he is not our MVP. I don't know if we've had one yet. <laughs> But he's like literally shaggy in this movie. Yeah. Um, I yeah. You have to imagine. I don't know who else they could have cast, but I was looking at some pictures of other live action Scooby-Doo spinoffs and I was like, these guys look fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Lillard literally just looks and acts like yeah. shaggy and he does a great job and he's fun. Yeah. And it is an annoying character, but he makes it like kind of charming. So yeah, yeah I'm going to give you my MVP award to Linda Cardellini, who's too good of an actress. Like she played it too well. But she's so good. But yeah. it, she's a highlight. Um, totally. Giving it to her. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, you know, I wrote this down because I didn't really know who else right, but now I'm kind of like, maybe not. I was going to say Scooby. I don't know, because like it's a Sco- Scooby-Doo. Is the movie. It's his is, franchise. It's is his franchise. Scooby-Doo? Or is it Scooby's I, doing things? No, Do is his last name. Oh, first name Scooby, last name Do. Okay. The yeah. Do family. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, so, okay, uh, thanks, Scooby, I guess. That's because you know because his nephew's name is Scrappy-Doo. Right. <laughs> that's how you know that it's his last name. That was his nephew? I'm so yeah. that. 
Oh my small God, piece Liz. of dialogue. Okay. Okay. Lightning round. What was the actual scariest moment or bad guy or monster in this? Okay. We have some terrifying screenshots in this document. Oh, the beginning guy, the guy at the beginning yeah. who kind of looks like if you've seen The Nightmare Before Christmas, mm. the dog zero, but like in human like form. They should sueer. <laughs> yeah, they should sue. They really should. Um, and then he was like lighting a match, and then you saw his like evil teeth, and it was just like, I don't, I don't like this. Ghosts shouldn't have teeth. That's immediately <laughs> scary. That's, mm-hmm. that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were so many options. I there, there was like a creepy demon dog thing that mm-hmm. like had too many muscles. Whenever it's yeah. like a lot of muscles and skin, I'm like, I don't want to look at that. Although Liz has objectively found the best one <laughs> <laughs> or the worst one. This stopped me in my tracks. I want to shout out Amelia who helped me screenshot it because it wouldn't it wouldn't hit as hard had she not provided the image next to it. Anytime. They're in this spooky place and then they're looking around and there's like a statue thing on the wall. But actually it's a bad guy with eyes looking behind the wall. So the eyes are moving, but it's this like devil cherub baby with this fat <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the problem with tea time is we all laugh too quietly. Oh, God. And then it just cuts out. <laughs> yeah, this is fully naked. This it's fully. like a it is like a cherub. Like you see the it's cherubs like a, yeah. on the walls, but yeah. then it like has evil gremlin face. Yeah. Yes. And he looks yeah. like one of those or the the bank tellers in Harry Potter. You know those <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. But with yeah. his ass fully out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare fuel. For sure. Sorry, Liz is lost in that photo. Okay, um, okay. Actually, this was mine, and Kate didn't answer. It was just stupid because she is the only one oh, with really see it. a pet. Um, <laughs> I'll answer it on the fly. Mary Jane is allergic to dogs, and mm. Uh, mm. or is allergic to Scooby Doo, and so I'm asking: <laughs> Is being allergic to your significant <laughs> other's pet a deal breaker? And I'm saying mostly no. Uh, Craig is allergic to cats and there's a cat in my house, but uh, Scooby-Doo is so annoying. I would say yes. She should have I think that's what Mary Jane did. She was like, fuck this. I actually am allergic. (laughs) Yeah, because you can't argue with that. Yeah. Does Craig take shots or drops? (laughs) No, we actually give my cat specific food that makes him less Oh, that's genius. Okay. Yeah. Amelia, what are your thoughts? Oh, go ahead. My um, Amelia, would you say no because of the yeah, because the shots drops. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, actually, my mom has a foster cat right now. And Aww. his name is Peter and he's very fat. And my dad is allergic to cats. And my dad is dumb because he refuses to take the medicine. Oh, like damn. That. But he puts on his snow gloves and like pets the cat with like his big fat, like puffy <laughs> snow gloves on. <laughs> yeah. So not a deal breaker. Although I think we're not. They're That's not iconic. Gonna, they're not going to foster another cat after this. Wow. One. It's like way too nice. Like yeah. Dad, Seriously. It's really, That's cute. really nice. Picture. I know. That's um, really sweet. Not a, not a deal breaker. Although whatever, what is a deal breaker uh. is like if my pet like didn't like the other pet. Mm. Oh. Like if I was allergic to your pet, like, or if you were allergic to mine, like whatever, get over it. But like. Yeah. If the pets don't get along that. So if Mary Jane had a cat, that would be. That's, oh, I see. Got it. I, I actually have a friend who um, he had a, a dog and his partner had a cat, but now they're friends. But the cat would not when they first moved in together, the cat would not 
poop for like two weeks because oh, I was so, cat. so scared and anxious. Yeah, around oh, the dog. Yeah, baby. See, yeah, so that is a deal breaker. Yeah. Tough. All right, last lightning round question: Who is the best um, cameo or side character? Isla Fisher. I've never seen yeah. her not with red hair in anything. And she's Wild. unrecognizable as a blonde. She popped up in this movie and I was like, I know her, but like, who is that? And like, I've seen her in a bunch <laughs> yeah. of stuff. It was not like me not knowing who Isla Fisher is. I literally had to go on IMDb and I was like, holy shit. Oh my God, this wow. I have never seen her not with red hair. Um, yeah. But obviously this was before she like figured out that that was her whole brand. I was going to say, because she's, she's objectively beautiful, but she... Yeah does not look good as a blonde. She's like washed yeah, out or something. It didn't suit her. I'm glad yeah. she went back to her, her red roots. Yeah. Uh, my favorite cameo was Pamela Anderson, who appears in the first five minutes of this movie. Amelia, I'm so shocked you didn't. I was oh. so happy that you didn't get to this before because she was iconic. She gave like a quote yeah. to the press about, I think, Scooby-Doo. Or the, <laughs> that, Tough that. look for her, but I was happy to see her. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, yeah. I'm going to say Sugar Ray. Remember yeah. them, as TMZ would say. <laughs> um, they popped up for a little song and dance. They did. They too were apparently maybe possessed by the demon. I think I they guess. were. Yeah. yeah. So wow, great! What a ride. More content to come. More spooky content. <laughs> yeah. If you have suggestions, I think we may have to do Hocus Pocus Two is out uh, on oh, yeah. Disney Plus this oh, weekend, so maybe my. we'll do that next week. So watch yeah. that. We'll talk about it, and then if you have any other non-scary spooky suggestions for cringe modes this month. Let us know. Yeah. Okay. Tea times. Unanswerable question. All three of us got it in in the final <laughs> minutes. I was the recording. only one. And I was yeah. like, guys, we have to have more questions and than this. I've actually changed it since we even oh, started great. recording. So go ahead, Kate. Guys, why is Celebrity Jeopardy such overlooked content when hmm. it combines two things that the average TV watcher loves? One, Jeopardy. And two, celebrities embarrassing themselves. Now, hmm. I know the answer to this is that they don't have very famous celebrities on Celebrity Jeopardy. However... I'm ready to go all in on this. This is just an excuse to talk about this. They have spun off Celebrity Jeopardy. It used to just be a week. They'd have some smart celebrities on, varying levels of smart. They'd play for charity. It'd be done. However, they have completely spun off onto a weekly show. It's an hour wow. long. It's on Hulu. Wow. And they have added like a triple Jeopardy round. They're all playing for charity. It's like this whole thing. Uh, and here's the here are some highlights from the lineup. This is the whole lineup. But Simu okay. um, Liu was on the first episode. He, I, spoiler alert, he did win in a thrilling mm. last minute uh, mm. upset against Andy Richter, mm. who was f- a former Celebrity Jeopardy champion. Oh, um, interesting. It was honestly great content. It was very That's exciting funny. and kind of charming because like mm-hmm. they don't edit out like their little like commentary. Like most Jeopardy, it's like, okay, we have 20 oh, minutes like, with, all the, right, with all the like migraine commercials. Like we got to keep this moving. <laughs> Um, but there's like a lot of banter, which is kind of fun. Okay. Some like mild shit talking. So he's on to the semifinals. Uh, in future weeks, we're going to have BJ Novak, Ray Romano, Aisha Tyler, Michael Sarah, which will be hilarious because I don't know if I've ever heard him talk in person, like as Michael Sarah, Mm -hmm. um, Eliza Schlesinger, Constance Wu, Pat Oswalt, and then some people that I thought weren't famous enough to mention here. So... (laughs) Sorry. I just think it's like fun content. One, if they're bad at it, you feel smart. The questions are easier than usual. So like, of you're like, I'm I was going to ask. Yeah. I'm smarter yeah. than Ray Romano. Uh, or that for you. if they're good at it, you're like, oh shit. Who knew yeah. Constance Wu was incredible at Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing how it goes down. Uh, if it's popular, if it's not, but I think it's good content. And I think 
the internet should get into it. It seems very memeable too. Yeah, sure. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if there's just like not been any, I mean, like, I don't don't know. I generally, I think they're just not famous enough for people to really Mm. care. But also, like, Jeopardy's really been in the news lately just because, like, that's of all the true. changes and stuff. So, that's true. wait, who's hosting this? It's Mayim Bialik. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Got, yeah. it. Got, so, it. Got it. So, we'll see. I'm yeah. I'm interested to see if it takes off at all. Because, like, Simon Leo's, like, since his, his like, ending was so, like, crazy, mm-hmm. it did. That was why I saw it. it was on Twitter. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I guess I should watch this. And then it was, like, a crazy episode. Um, mm-hmm. So, I think it's ripe for, like, viral moments. We'll see. Okay. Keep an eye on it. My question originally was about Billy Ray Cyrus, my favorite man. Something is going on with him. Um, I think he might be engaged to a woman named Fire Rose. And he's discovered (laughs) Facetune. So something's up. Thanks for that update. But that's that's not really a question. That was more of a statement. I'm actually going to link you guys this Us Weekly article. You can read about it after we wrap. Um, But my unanswerable question is... Would you buy Kim Kardashian's new, like, not toiletry, Ryan, like home goods line for your home, for your bathroom? I cannot believe she's still, like, putting her name on things and churning out products for people to buy. But it's launching uh, soon. It's, like, home accessories. And she just tweeted it today. It's, like, literally, like, a tissue box and a Q-tip holder and, uh, and, and a trash can. These and are so ugly and so expensive. They're so, they're also just, they're like that minimalist kind of, they're just, of the, course. Well, they're like, the Kanye aesthetic. She like has taken the Kanye aesthetic. Like, yeah, it's like carved out of rock. But it's trash cans. <laughs> this trash can is $129. Are you You're serious? And it's the small oh. bathroom kind. And it's just gray. You can get this it's, at Ikea for $3. I know. You're telling me. You guys see the tissue box? I feel like we've gone too $89. far. $89. 89 I can't. I literally yeah. can't. Take, this is, is one of the more egregious things she's ever done. Is I, it carved out of stone, actually? Or is it like plastic it stone? It's, I'm sure it's plastic. It's got what her brand that? in the bottom, so it must be plastic. Look at that bathroom platter. It's literally just like a slab of nothing. It's I just a tray. It's for $65. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Absurd. I had to have you guys see it. Um, so the oh. answer is probably no. No one's buying it. Hard no. no. Oh my God. I hate this aesthetic. I hate it. It's, it's a so bad ugly. aesthetic. It's so devoid wow. of life and of anything. Yes. Exactly. Someone uh, at Sad Space Girl said, looks like that generic college collection from Target. And she is literally so it does. <laughs> oh, my Thank God. You, sad I was just girl. thinking about how I have to replace those bowls because they're like embarrassing and boring. <laughs> Kim wow. says no. Kim says keep them. Anyway. Wow. Thumbs down. Boo, yeah. Boo, the answer boo, is boo. no. OK. The answer is no. Look into Billy Ray on your own time. Anyway, last question, <laughs> Amelia. <laughs> OK. Um, question. For all you soda lovers out there, um, Pepsi, I feel like Pepsi is always trying to be viral or try to weird com- mm-hmm. a, a weird combination for their original Pepsi flavor. Um, this time, they're like, it's fall. People love autumn, which I actually think is smart that they're like, you know, oh, it's fall. Um, and so they've decided to do a s'mores collection because mm-hmm. what is better than s'mores? On the campfire in fall. Um, and these are the three flavors that they have put out. It's called they're called 
graham cracker. So we've got a graham cracker Pepsi, a toasty marshmallow Pepsi, and a chocolate Pepsi. Thoughts? Will you be trying them? I feel like the toasted marshmallow flavor has got to be like the Coke vanilla. Don't they have that? Totally. I used to get like flavored. We used to like have this ice cream place near my high school and you could go and get like the fancy syrups in your Coke, like in your Pepsi or drinks or whatever. And so I'd get the marshmallow syrup in my Coke and it was delicious. However, that's Coke and not Pepsi. I don't like Pepsi. The main problem with Pepsi is that they're not Coke. So that's what they're spending their life trying to fix. Um, they should do Coke flavored Pepsi. <laughs> I would try all of these actually, just because oh, okay. I'm curious about, I'm kind of curious about the chocolate. The graham cracker seems like it could be a bit like bready. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I yeah. don't know if that is what I've never been like, Oh, I want my drink to taste like graham crackers. It doesn't really have a taste. Right. It's, it's just, are they selling these in a pack? Cause it feels like the clear winner would be the s'mores. But um, you mean the, who, the marshmallow? Yeah. Oh, the marshmallow, yeah. Um, yeah. Like who's reaching for the graham cracker? But they should sell them in a pack. You know what? They said this is a limited edition only for social media influencers collection. Wow, send it to us. Wow, never mind. Damn, rude. Honestly, I'm ready rude. to drop Poppy instantly and lean <laughs> is, into Pepsi's uh, the Amelia? s'mores collection. <laughs> what is Amelia, if not a beverage influencer? Uh, thank I mean, you. Yeah. How do we I, get this in front of her? Um, I would try it if they sent it to us. Yeah, Pepsi. Yeah. But I just was like, Pepsi's trash Coke is good. So I don't don't, don't say it twice. (laughs) (laughs) We've already dug our dug our graves. All right. That's funny. I'm excited. I love I do love a fall limited flavor though. I have the pumpkin spice special K on my fridge right now. So Oh. Oh. Love a pumpkin spice. If they release if Pepsi releases a pumpkin flavor, I'll try that. Oh. I'll eat a pumpkin anything. Great. I love that for you. Happy Thank fall, you. everybody. Happy fall. Happy October. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you to our producer, Kaya. I am Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Weiler. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.